Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I am excited to be with you today and to talk about growth in parenting. This month, we have been focused on growth, growth in your relationship with you, in your marriage, and now today we're going to talk about parenting. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, I think this one might go a little long, not going to lie. I love parenting and the aspects that come along with parenting. And so I think I might have pulled a little too much into this episode. So bear with me because I may end up splitting this into three episodes because I don't want to lose the content that I have for you guys today. So let's start with this question. Are you growing in your parenting or do you find yourself maybe too busy ordering, directing, and correcting your children? I know I did for a very long time. Or maybe you find yourself just being frustrated that they don't listen. That's code, you guys, just for the record. It is code for disobedient children, right? When we say we don't listen, it means more often than not, they're not doing what I've asked or stated for them to do. And so we think they're not listening, which if you're in my home, you're going to observe that behavior often. And it's not that they're not listening, they're actually just making different choices. Okay, I'm going to dive into that as well today. And maybe you are just tired of going a million different directions and you feel like there's just not enough time in a day to get everything you need accomplished and connect with your children. Sometimes I have moments like that myself. But I want you to really explore those and determine for yourself You know, are you growing in your relationship with parenting or we have the excuses as to why we're not? So let's start with this. In order for you to know whether or not you're truly growing in parenting, you really need to understand your objective for parenting. Another way of stating that is your goal for parenting. So what is your objective when it comes to parenting? Get clear on this because I promise it will help you as you navigate the day-to-day interactions with your children. I want to share with you my objective. This is mine. It's my spouse's. We've had many conversations as to what really is our purpose in parenting and what we were wanting to achieve as parents, okay? And so I'm sharing this with you because this has been ours. Together, we aligned that we really wanted to raise independent, responsible, God-fearing, and faith-filled children. 
And I know as I think about those attributes um, that I'm, I'm really wanting to help shape my children, I had to start with making sure my children have a knowledge of and know who they are, why are they here having this human experience, and where are they going in this life that really helps provide some of that purpose, direction, and focus for them as they navigate their day-to-day of life. So here is the truth of the matter, you guys. Parenting is a relationship. It is the way in which you relate with your children. So if you want to have awesome relationships with your children, then you really need to get clear on your role as a parent. And I promise as you get clear on your role as a parent, you will grow in that role and create meaningful relationships with your children. And I'm going to focus on three key areas, honor, unconditional love, and teaching. These are three key areas in which parenting comes into place. And I'm going to focus first on honor. And I want you guys to understand when I use the word honor, the way that that is defined for me, it is the highest and greatest level of respect. That's what honor is. It is the highest and greatest level of respect that you can have for your children. You guys, not children to have respect for you, though as you show respect, I promise you will receive respect. As you give respect, you will receive respect. As you give honor, you will receive honor in return. So what does honor look like in parenting? First thing is it allows agency. It allows your children the power of choice. And I'm going to just put out here, depending on the age of your children, this allowing of agency will evolve. What do I mean by this? My five-year-old that I have right now is given options. He's learning how to make decisions based on options that I'm giving. And he gets to make decisions. And he knows that he gets to be the decider of his life experience. It is a beautiful thing. So we can go and um, the evolution of giving options to maybe being the consult, you know, someone that your children actually want to come to because they trust and believe that you're here to help them really experience the best quality of life and goes to making their own decisions, the day-to-day decisions. And I think sometimes this is where we as parents can have a lot of struggle because we have a hard time of letting go of control. And I'm going to talk about that later on. So allowing their agency. Anytime you guys hear me use the word agency, I am referencing the power of choice. So when we allow their agency, that's our way of respecting those choices in which they make. Okay, here's another thing that we do in honoring our children. It looks like really getting clear in determining whose problem it is. Is it my problem or is it their problem? And here's the reality of this, you guys. There is no need to take over. 
I'm going to say it again. There is no need to take over because this only sends a message that they aren't capable of taking the action that's necessary and are dependent upon you to live their life. I don't know about you. I want them to have an amazing life. And I know that's only possible if they become independent, responsible, and faith-filled individuals, all things that I help shape and teach and model for them, which I'm going to get into later as well. So how do we not take over and send these messages? Well, it really is giving them space to figure things out. We need to give them space, you guys, and offer support when they need it, when they're asking for it, when they're wanting to consult with you on it. And My experience is when my kids are having a hard time in something or struggling with something, they come to me to figure things out. They want to consult with me. They want to share what it is that they're thinking and see if there are other options that maybe they haven't explored. And it's not because they don't trust themselves. It's because of the way I choose to show up in relationship with them. And this looks like when like a problem arises and you know it's their thing to figure out. You're saying things to them like, I know you'll figure this out. And if you need anything, I'm here for you. Do you feel that? Do you feel that means of empowerment of their life and taking ownership of it? That's a beautiful thing to give. Here's another example. Let me know if you'd like any ideas. Just put it out there that it's a possibility, but we don't have to tell them unless they ask. Okay. This can be hard. There are many times I'm going to tell you that I find myself biting the tip of my tongue between my teeth as my children are speaking because I have all sorts of ideas. And in my opinion, better ways of handling things that will totally rob them of their own life experiences to learn. I promise it is a much better way to live and experience this life as we're learning through the choices and decisions that we're making day in and day out and living in those results. Okay. So I want to share here a story. And this is actually a very recent story because I had one of my boys forget their school lunch. In fact, as I was pulling up into the drop-off queue and, and to the curb where my kids get out of our car to go into school, my son realized that he had forgotten his lunch at home. He forgot to get it out of the fridge and he was in tears. This little guy was so upset and I felt for him. I'm not going to lie. I felt for him. And I said, as the moment he was leaving, I had a dental appointment um, at the same time. And I said, if I remember, I will do my best to drop your lunch off at the front office. And if I don't, I know that you'll figure it out. Well, my kids know me well enough to know that I don't remember many things. (laughs) And so there was no one there to remind me. I totally spaced until I was sitting in the dentist chair and I'm seeing the school's number come up on my phone. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to drop off a lunch, right? Just as my son forgot his lunch there, I totally spaced dropping his lunch off. And I'm like, okay, well, this is the natural consequences of decisions and choices that were made, right? He's the one that's responsible to bring his lunch to school. He makes it, he brings it. He's responsible and he sees this and knows this. All of my children do. And so I pick up the phone and I get asked, 
are you okay with your son having an emergency lunch? And I'm like, if that is what he wants, absolutely. Ask him. And he opted for this emergency lunch. Well, little did I think we both realize, definitely I didn't, was as he came home from school in his folder, there was this bill, this piece of paper that said $5 is owed to the front office upon receipt of this. And so I read this paper, I'm like, five bucks for his lunch. His dad and I provide the food in our home for him to make his lunch. And so I bring the slip of paper to my son and said, buddy, I don't know if you saw this, but I just wanted you to know that this was in your folder and let me know what you'd like to do or how you'd like to pay for your lunch. And he looks at me, he looks at this bill and he says, that was $5. I'm like, yeah. He said, okay. I, I, I will go get the money from my envelope. He has a little cash envelope that he has, so he knows where he has money, um, that he's earned birthday money, however it is that he's received this money. But he's like, I, I will go pay for it from there. And I'm like, okay. And so he packed up a $5 bill, put it in his folder, and paid the lunch bill. And I'm going to tell you, you guys, <laughs> he was like, that was not worth $5 to me. He felt the experience of the decisions and choices he had. Amazing when you allow life to teach just the experiences of this life for your children to learn. Okay, here is another aspect of honor, you guys, and it is using language that builds the relationship up, not tear it down. What do I mean by this? Ask yourself, how do you speak to your children? Do you use names? Do you say things like, well, that was a stupid thing. How could you be such an idiot? Why would you do that? Don't you have any brains? These are things that I'm telling you as I hear and I observe people around me in the way that they're speaking to their children. There is a lot of shame and guilt associated to it. And it doesn't serve. I'm going to tell you what it does. It does the opposite. It does the absolute opposite. It tells children that you are not a resource to them that can be trusted, that can really help them navigate the day-to-day of their life, that can be a resource that they can come and consult with. Because someone speaking to you in that way does not really have your best interest at heart. And I want to share another thing here. When you can look beyond the problem or the issue and really see their inherent divine nature, it changes things. I am constantly reminding me that my children don't belong to me. I was the vehicle that brought them here to have this human experience, but they are on loan to me. They belong to a heavenly father and mother that has greater wisdom than I. And I am here in my role to help instill and to shape and to teach those things of independent, responsible, God-fearing, faith-filled individuals. That's what I'm signing up for as a parent. Here is another aspect in which you can truly honor your children. And that is showing genuine interest in their life and in their dreams. It requires you to actually be present with them in the moment, to ask questions, to deepen your understanding of their perspective, their dreams, their desires. You know, I'm going to tell you guys, I try my 
darndest <laughs> during specific times of the day to not have any technology on. I am not perfect at this. My kids would all raise their hand and say, yep, you fail mom regularly on this. But really putting technology away, putting my phone to the side during this window of time where my kids are in my home, they're not away at school, they're not at different activities, that I can be present and engaged with them. If this sounds like a problem that you've had, that's okay. Let's see what we can do to make it different. Let's put forth the effort to change the approach so we can really show and express that genuine interest in their lives. Okay. I have an example of this as well with my daughter who has this entrepreneurial aspect of her in the way that she shows up. And that is business ideas. She started a business called Flag Triotic. It was one way that she wanted to really earn money so that she could purchase a rodent. Okay. She wanted a guinea pig, which two years in the making, I'm sure you've heard me talk about this on this podcast before. She actually finally got because she met all of my concerns. Every objection I had, she came up with a solution. And yes, I shared with my child all the concerns that I had with it. And then she got to work because her desire of this future guinea pig in her world was so important that she created a business to earn money so that she could care for it, take care of it. Um, she's talked to me about doing potentially some summer camps for little children in our neighborhood to help, you know, just bring in some cash flow for her and some extra money. She wants to do some babysitting. So she's getting her certification this weekend to, so that she's certified in first aid and um, Heimlich and CPR. So she's going through these things of what she's wanting to experience in her life and creating solutions for it. That is a way that I am able to really show that genuine interest in their lives. That's just one example. And I have four of these beautiful children in my world that I get to do this with. I want to be mindful of time. So I am going to share the remaining key focus areas for growing and parenting with you next week. The doors are now open in my group coaching program, Enlightened Relationship Academy. It is a monthly membership that if you are interested in taking your life and relationships to the next level, to really implement what you're learning on this podcast, to get into the specifics of your life and really build rapport in your relationships, now is the time to join. Go check it out at lindsaykporter.com forward slash E-R-A. Who is your relationship coach? If you don't have one, I would be honored to be your coach. I created a virtual program called Enlightened Relationships Academy that I would like to invite you to join me in, where we address challenges work on your goals, and together create the life and the relationships you desire. When you are ready to take what you are learning on this podcast to the next level, then come check out Enlightened Relationships Academy at lindsaykporter.com forward slash E-R-A.